This is a Jada Shark and Friends and Russell mm, podcast. On today's show, we've got our first real guest, the amazing Anna Rose. Anna works for Phuket Has Been Good To Us, which is a charity based here in Phuket. And she agreed to be our first guest. Oh, bless her. She even stayed for the whole 45 minutes. Not bad. Not bad us. High five, Anna. Anyway, make sure you stay tuned and listen. Uh, if you want to check out Phuket Has Been Good To Us, then just go to Phuket Has Been Good To Us. It's .org, not .com, though. .org. Um, and then if you want to follow them on Facebook, just search Phuket Has Been Good To Us. And of course, like us and follow us on Facebook at Jada Shark and Friends Podcast. No rustle in that bit. Right. You want to listen to Anna? Let's get on with the show. And Russell. And Russell. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well. Thanks for being our first inaugural guest. Uh, Russell, you're going to introduce the guest. I'll leave that over to you. Why? Because um, I'm busy turning my phone off. I have no idea who you are or why you're here, <laughs> but it's great to have you. So that's, thanks for coming. But that's exactly the point. This yeah. is Anna. Anna, Russell, Russell, Anna. Hi, Anna. Well, we sort of met. Yeah, Project Artisan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Cool. You're the dog trainer. Something like that, yes. Yeah. I think Something. Worse. Yeah. But yes, that's me. So you, that's it. The instructions are done now. Mm. So now we go straight yeah. into it. So yeah. So, now so do, do they know who I am though? Who? Who? The audience. We have an audience. When did what, that happen? What? <laughs> they don't know who you are. And bear in mind, I think the last people that did listen to our podcast were Russell and I. So yes, yes. yeah, three times. I listened to it three times. There you go. Um, yeah, I know who you are. Okay. Um, this is Anna Rose. Thank you. See, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anna's from Texas. Oh, this is a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Discuss. Discuss. Okay. Go. Okay, what do you know about Texas? I spent two years in Austin. Oh, okay. Austin what? is the What, Steve place Austin? To be. Yeah. You spent two years inside Steve Austin? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a little bit across to there. Mm. But, um, yeah, uh, well, just that, you know, Huddo, Downlock area? Yeah, my uh, brother-in-law is a police officer in Huddo. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. So, I was... Really uh, small uh, town. Uh, yeah, it's a very small town. Very nice. So, mm, yeah. Um, but it's a dog training academy. In Otto, it is the largest boarding facility in the US. Oh. Yeah, quite. Who knew? Yeah. So, yeah, I spent a year there, came back here, and went back for another year to, to work there. It's not about you, Russell, it's about Anna. Oh, Ask yeah. Anna more about Texas. So, where about some Texas you from? I grew up in Dallas, cool. and then I went to school in San Marcos. Do you have okay. a cowboy hat? Uh, no. Do you have cowboy boots? Yes. Oh, okay. And I have a gun. <laughs> really? So, that trumps the cowboy hat. You've got a gun with you now. Um, no, not, not just packing. Not packing heat no. today. Right. Um, so, you don't have to shout, it's allowed. You're peeking. I was just, just excited. I'm excited yeah. when a girl has a gun. Yeah. What sort of guns do you have? To be honest, I don't know anything about what it's called. Um, I bought it for protection, never used it. Put it in a safe, literally, I've never even shot How it. How big's a safe? Um, well, it's my brother-in-law's safe, who's okay. the police officer. Okay, is it an Uzi? No. No. Uh, what's the other it's a handgun, one? single shot. It's, I think it's a Glock. I don't know. Oh, cool. I don't oh, even know. That's the proper. No, big... maybe it's not one of those. No, no, it's a handgun. It's like a simple. Semi-automatic. Little, yeah. 
No, point Easy to shoot, use, but I've never shoot. used it. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Not even at a range or anything? Mm-mm. No. Never been out to the range. But you've got, no. so you've so, never shot a gun, but you've well, got a gun. I have shot a gun. So I grew up <laughs> going to my family's ranch, and my dad taught me how to shoot a pistol. And What did you shoot? Uh, just like tin cans. Oh. Did yeah. you hit me? I think so. Have you killed a deer? No, my oh. family's not really into the hunting thing. Cool. We like life. I kind of, I do throw life. That's a different rabbit hole, that one. <laughs> Let's not go there. So we've done, oh, that's a nice oh. coffee. Ooh, ooh, what's that? That's a cat. That's a cat. I'm a cat person. Oh, wow. Is it I a cat? Know. Looks like bottom cheeks from my angle. Here, <laughs> oh, see. look at so that. I send you the Buffalo Girls. Um, was it Buffalo Bills? I'll look, it, I'll look it up in a second. That was great. You'll like it. This I'll is come back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I said I'll come back to it. Anyway, back to uh, shooting guns that you've never mm. shot before. Yes. Do you not think, random mm. question, Yeah. I understand that having a gun for protection thing makes perfect sense. Would it not make a bit more sense to shoot it a bit more often? Obviously at a range. <laughs> no, I agree. So you know what you're doing with it yes. when the pressure moment comes that I actually need to use the same. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. So I was telling Jay uh, last week that I woke up one morning and there was a man at the foot of my bed. Oh, this is, this is the, the whole point of this conversation. This is why I've really got Anna in. Right. This was the story. This is like that light bulb moment. Carry on. So obviously this was a horrifying moment. I screamed and ran, um, called the police. Uh, they found out it was my neighbor who actually had been watching me sleep for months and arrested him, but just, he made bail. I'm not trying to make light of your situation. He didn't snuggle up next to me. He was just watching me. Definitely wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> Russell has hug time. He has what? Hug time. What he is watch, this? Oh, if you, you haven't got your special, oh, you have? Yeah, he has, yeah. He has a special if you, watch. If you're both very lucky, you would experience it at any moment. If Carry on. Yeah, I know. Jay yeah. does this a lot. No, no, yeah, no. that's okay. <clears throat> just talk over him and you'll be fine. If Russell is inactive for a certain amount of time, he's not outbeat, and then that to him and his girlfriend means hug time. Ah. Have you seen the film Trolls? No. Oh, you're missing out as well. See, I'm educating the pair of you. With Do you this. hug other people other than your girlfriend? It, if he hugged me last week in front of two of his clients and they thought we were gay. Well, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'll take each, it. Each to their own. Anyway, back to you and then to your bed. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you were asking, you asked if I was living with my parents. Yeah, were you on your own at the time? Or? Um, I was living with a roommate, but he wasn't there at the moment. Okay. Um, I did have my ex-boyfriend in the room with me, and he chased the guy, and, but it didn't stop him from watching. I mean, we were just sleeping. We weren't doing anything. Wait, I, I wasn't going to go there, to be fair. giving me these blank looks. I was like... No, so, <laughs> I just didn't know where to go with it, really. Quite well, without sort of diving into sort of the details. Mm. So you woke up first and just saw him? I woke up because my cat was scratching at the window to come inside. So my cat is the hero of the day. Okay. Yeah. So you... Russell doesn't like cats. Although he is... No, you should because I do they're like, He's wearing a cat t-shirt I do like... I, I do like cats. I'm just, I'm just allergic to cats. Bit of a difference. That's, Are you really Everyone allergic? says that. No one is really allergic to cats. I agree with you. I'm on Anna's side. Have you got a cat? Yes. Right. I'm going to come around to yours and I'm going to hug your cat. Okay. During then, hug time. During hug time. Okay. And then you're going to be the one responsible for getting me some antihistamines. Is that a deal? Yeah, let's do awesome. it. You're really allergic to cats. I'm really allergic to cats. What happens to you? Yeah. Do you die? I swell up, start to drip, 
Nose so blocks if we got up. a cat and just rubbed it in your face, your face would just swell up. Swell up. If, if I get yeah, you should scratched. definitely come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that'll, that'll be fun. Yay. Can't wait. So let's, Anywho, let's getting get back. back to Anna. So, so Anna, the Anna, cat has alerted you to the fact someone's in the room, or just woken you up yes. anyway. Yeah. So you've woken up and, <laughs> oh shit, someone's at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. Nudge, nudge. I screamed. Like, I didn't know what was happening at the moment, and it, it took a couple seconds to figure out, like, yeah. is this my brain? Is this my boyfriend? What's happening? And is then this I my realized. Other boyfriend? <laughs> the boyfriend was in the bed. Which yeah, exactly. And after a couple seconds, I realized that it was an intruder, and I didn't know if he was there to murder us. I didn't know if he was robbing us. You didn't know? And I just thought, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Um, I just thought I need to scream as loud as possible and alert as many people of the situation as possible. So I just screamed at the top of my lungs, uh, which woke up my boyfriend. The guy started running. He chased him. Once he got out the front door, couldn't find him anywhere. But we noticed that my next door neighbor's door was uh, a little bit open. A jar. A jar. I was going to say yeah. that, and then I didn't hey, know if I was going to hey. use it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I got that. Check you out. Yeah. Uh, so then we called the cops, and then we told them this door's open, so they checked it out. And they found my apartment key in the toilet bowl, trying to be flush, but it was too heavy. He's so actually been arrested, him? yeah, 15 times for similar crimes. Um, since I've been in Asia, one of my friends who still lives in San Marcos sent me a news article. He was um, he got into a second floor bedroom of a girl. She had a taser. She tased him, and he was arrested. But he keeps making bail. I don't get it. So it was, He's done this like twenty times. So 20 in your, okay, women. so in your situation, you got arrested, and then what was your involvement? In that? Did it go to court? Was there a hearing where you were involved court. in it, or? Um, and I submitted like a witness testimony, yeah. um, but I wasn't physically present in the courtroom. Okay. But this has happened now twenty times. Yeah. It's just. So what? So the judge comes down. And says, I've got this testimony, but I'm granting you bail. But there must be a. He must be, a be really rich. I think. <clears throat> I think that's why he keeps making bail, and he never has to go to jail. And I was telling Jay, like, I'm not anti-immigration at all. But he's not a U.S. citizen, and he's being allowed to stay in the country yeah. and continue doing this freaking weird thing. And uh, so what, it's weird, isn't it? Though just watching it is, but it's an easy end. So just put a big sign up in in the, in the yard saying, "Hey, party at mine tonight." Sort of facing his house, <laughs> and then but don't invite anyone, or maybe a couple of friends just for the shits and giggles of it. Have your Glock or other names are available, and just be sat in your bed. With the gun behind the pillow, I'm not sure waiting. that's the answer. Yeah, I don't I'm know about sure that. I'm not sure just shooting someone in the head is the answer to to his problems. I think I think in this particular instance it might be. No, I think he just needs a good a good seeing to old school seeing to take him outside and give him some. I don't know, like would that licking. really stop him, his behaviour? No, not at all. I think no. if, yeah. it's, if it's ingrained in you, it's ingrained in you. I don't I don't think it really matters. And when is that ingrained in you? And what happens to you to good make question. you into yeah. that? Good, and that is interesting. What is it? So, is it inside you from when you're born? No, well, no and it just comes out because of alcohol or drugs or something, or does it grow? I think it's more of the environment. It's nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. Well, here you're going to get your animal behaviour. Well, no, but, that, but that's it. But no, no child, no child is born being being racist or being elitist right. or being whatever. It's just a product of their environment. But some so are more susceptible teachers. to yeah, it. That's true. Yeah, oh yeah, some are going to be a lot more susceptible to a certain mm. um, variant. Mm. But is that because of their parents and their upbringing, or is it just because of they are susceptible the, it's to it? the, uh, the whole. It's the whole collection. So you can have one, you can have 
two kids, you can have identical twins that can be brought up completely differently and will turn out completely differently in their own right, depending on how they react to their friends or their peer group in a particular but school. But it's how they Yeah, yeah. But it's also the parents are responsible to a degree because the parents are the ones taking care up to a certain level. But as the child gets older, now it's involving more people around it, so it's social influence. But it should not be the teacher's responsibility as well, because that's where most of their influence is coming from the teacher. So my two kids that go to school, lesson, hello, they are influenced by what their teachers say. So when my daughter comes home and starts talking about religion, I'm like, where did you get that from? Because that hasn't come from me. I'm not sitting there discussing religion to my kids in yeah. any way, shape or form. So surely this little sponge is being filled with information from teachers that we can't control and that teacher might have an issue with something or other yeah because you're with your parents so for example you're only with your parents a certain amount of time most of your time you are at school so you're with teachers so i'm blaming teachers for everything teachers are polar bears they're the two worst things on this bloody planet i would oh and dolphins i hate dolphins and turtles i, I would like argue turtles either. i would argue what that the formative years of any child is spent with its parents and potentially other siblings no why in the form, like, because you, you don't go to school straight understand. out of the womb. No, but I don't understand what formative means. From zero to whatever year you go to school. 18 months. You don't go to school at 18 months. You do, you go to preschool at 18 months. All right, so. What? Who, who, hands up, we've got kids here. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like to, I win. To, to, be, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's like I win this argument. But yeah. Uh, but, uh, but no, my point is, yeah, get to it. The, the form of people involved is you as a parent, as a father. Oh, so you're blaming me now? For I'm not situation. blaming you. I, I don't know who this dude was that looked at Anna when she was sleeping. So don't blame me for it. I didn't do it. Well, no, I'm not blaming you. Where were you actually? Actually, yeah, that's where I was. Where were <laughs> you? When was that? Two years ago? March Three. 2016. March 2016. Yeah. You were on your US holiday, if I'm not mistaken. I was in Texas. Yeah! And I was watching WrestleMania. No. <laughs> <laughs> so on someone else's telly. Let's bring it up. That one, I think it was Divorce You. Nah. You've been divorced. Yeah, I think that was Divorce You. That was when the, that was when the badness Oh, started. well done. Yeah, thank you for bringing up Happy Time. Well yeah, done. Great. Yeah, someone watching you sleep. At least there was someone to watch you sleep. I was in a room by myself that I was paying for that wasn't mine anymore, but I bought it and fucking dated. Right. So let's, we'll come back to the whole nature versus nurture thing. But my other question for you is: What do you um, do, Anna? <laughs> well, before, even before that, so obviously you were living in the states, mm. you were working at the time. Just yeah, I was working for Habitat for Humanity. In so was this a trigger to say, "Fuck it, I'm getting out of Dallas and going traveling"? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just felt like I'd never, I'd never felt that vulnerable in my life. And I thought, you know, I haven't lived abroad like I always wanted to, and now this is my chance. So I left a job that I really, really loved to go travel, um, started off in Europe, and then ended up as a teacher in Vietnam, and now I'm here. So teaching children. So it's yeah. your fault that they're right, misguided yeah, yeah. and yeah. terrible. No, I was the opposite. I was a great teacher. Is that not a face you can trust? <laughs> Jury's out. She likes cats, after all. I mean, I don't mind cats. I'm thinking of getting a cat. I want a grumpy cat, though. <laughs> a grumpy. I, I have yeah. a grumpy cat for you. Do you have a, is there any other kind? Oh, no, it's not like that. Is there any other kind of cat other than grumpy, miserable, and commanding? Yeah. You have not met many cats. I've met a lot of cats. No. You're an dogs, animal behaviorist. Dogs have owners, cats have staff. <laughs> he more trains people. For people. For people. Yeah. But he tried to train, train me and my dog. Well, you're workable. Yeah, the dog isn't. No, the dog's awesome. 
Um, let's get back to Anna because this is Anna's story. I, I was trying to do that Anna's and you keep fucking segueing. Anna's story. So what brings you to Phuket? Um, well, I wanted Other to get the opportunity to be on this show. Sorry, right. This is the whole reason. Yeah. This, I spent a year here just to be on this podcast. <laughs> Um, no, so I wanted to get back into nonprofit work and marketing for, and fundraising for charities. Why? Ah, I just feel so fulfilled in this role. And it was what I was doing for Habitat for Humanity in New Braunfels. And it just brings me this amount of happiness that, I mean, as much as I love teaching in Vietnam, it wasn't my passion. It didn't so, bring the so, fulfillment that But this is gets. your passion to help others or to teach or to not get paid uh to not get paid i really love that yeah. <laughs> it really has a certain yeah. can you suspense not, element to life are you because i don't understand we talked about this last week yeah. i don't understand the the internship which mm. I, I guess is the, the way to describe what you do ish but it's not an internship because yeah. you're already smart and you're i do company. manage the entire marketing department exactly so it's yeah. not an internship so you're doing all that for a, a barter agreement of mm. whatever you get. Combination. Yeah, yeah. What's the end game? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Well, it's an incredible experience to have the amount of responsibility that I have at the age that I have to be managing the entire marketing department and all of, you know, I've never, I don't think I could have obtained this much responsibility in a corporate role. Mm-hmm. Um, because they want someone with more experience, yeah. but charities don't have that luxury. So I've gone beyond my years to get this amount of quality in my experience. Some people feel that I'm beyond my years in my <laughs> intelligence. Who said that? Yeah. No one's ever said that. No. Yeah. Is your background so education-wise marketing and so forth? Uh, my degree was in international studies. Okay. Fair what, what, what is that? A lot of political science and history. Oh, right. You two talk political. It was so interesting, something. actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Political stuff. Not political stuff. Like learning about the political history of countries and okay. governments and regimes and why the oh, world is the way that it is. You're like, you're like this question. I know where this is going. What's your favorite regime? <laughs> oh, pretty. They were good. The Khmer Rouge. Probably King John. Really? Yeah. See, I, I'm Genghis Khan all the way. Why? Actually, Genghis. You know, he, we're you know eight. What is it? Most of the population has uh, like eight exactly. percent. We are all DNA. brothers and sisters from Genghis Khan because yeah. he was the man. Right? <laughs> he did not fuck him. Well, technically, no, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he did a lot mm. of um, loving. But that's where the hamburger was invented through them. They had the biggest empire in the whole entire planet of this flat earth place that we call the world. You're not a flat earther, are you? you a flat earther. I am a flat earther. Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Why does the water stay on? Why does it no, it actually goes off. It does? Yeah. So we're, we're losing water at an exponential rate. That's climate change because of the flat earth. Mm. We just saw that. Do you, genuine question: Do you know any flat earthers? No, Damn, I don't have. You really want one? Because I would. Fortune. I'd love to meet one. Have a little chat with them. Mm. Russell believes that there's an ice around the earth which keeps the water in, which I disprove. Oh, an there, ice? Yeah, there was like an ice barrier that's, around the, the whole. flat earthers, like a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, they believe. Yeah. Who built this wall? Trump. It's just ice. <laughs> yeah. I disproved it because I said that penguins would then walk around and they would fall off. No, the polar bears would eat them. And he says the polar bears would eat them because there's no penguins in the North Pole, but there are in the South Pole. And there's penguins in Brazil. Yes. Did you know this? And they've got a nice shaved list. 
That was a good joke. That, that was and terrible. I, no, I thought it was a good joke. That was just... I'll leave it. Anyway, I'm a bad guy. so back to your non-profit charity work. Yeah, <laughs> back to you. What were we talking about? <laughs> Endgame. Not, yes. Not the Avengers. Mm, right, right, right. But Endgame. So how, how long have you been here? Neither have I. Uh, since January. Okay, so... When, when did you come in January? January 24th. Oh, missed out. Missed out. On? A phenomenal event. Which we, was? We did a live show. We did this podcast as a live show. Oh. To start with, rather than doing the podcast first, then doing a, like getting an audience, then doing a live show, we decided to do something completely different. We did a live show, and then took six months to start a podcast. Ooh. And you missed it, but we will forgive you on this particular. Are you going to do it again? Yes. Okay. Are when? We? Yes. But we'll come back to that. You keep pushing me to do it. I'm trying to get. This is, no, it doesn't. We'll it, get to that in a minute. We did. Um, <laughs> we, we did a magic trick. We, we, I was an illusionist. You were. I spun Russell's head around. It's very clever. Wow. Yeah. And is there a video of it? It must be somewhere. It must be somewhere. And um, I sang a song live on stage, which was fun. Um, Not to be missed. Um. And I didn't do that. I was going to do a hip hop dance. I went and had dance lessons as a hip hop dancer, but um, I realised that at my young age and my lack of dance hip and hop. moves, <laughs> my lack of knowing what hip and hop is, <laughs> I wasn't very good at that. So, so you didn't do it? No, I went out. The problem was, is I really enjoyed the singing lessons um, because I. I the whole thing was about me coming out of my comfort zone and trying new things. What, are we talking about Anna, are we? No, we can come back to Anna in a minute. It's okay. She's interested in, what, she's interested in me. I'm last. listening. So anyway, I, I wanted to try... I wanted to come out of my, my comfort zone. I've so many so times. I went and had singing lessons. We were both dicks. Okay? <laughs> and I, you're lovely and you're beautiful. You're not beautiful, but you're a dick. The best thing is, <laughs> the audience have no idea which one you were pointing to at that moment in time. <laughs> Both beautiful people for different reasons, <laughs> but you are the main dick. And I'm pointing at you, Russell. Anyway, I decided to come out of my comfort zone, try to test. My, it was going for that light bulb moment again. I wanted to test myself and do things that I've never done before. Um, and so I decided. I'm scared. Not scared. I don't like hairdressers. I don't like massages. I don't like one-on-one -on -one situations. I find it really awkward. I don't like you know that being in an environment where I'm, I'm not in control. Okay. Or I'm very much happier being on a stage with a thousand people in front of me than I am with one person in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Oh, let's talk about maybe a little bit about that psychologically. Let's delve into that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you want to delve into Jay's psyche? <laughs> no, this is all about me. Like, this is a completely different podcast. I mean, what do you podcast. think that is? To be comfortable in front of so many people, whereas most people are terrified and they have a horrible stage fright. They don't want to be in front of people. But you're the opposite. Yeah, polar opposite, completely. I hate one-on-one -on -one situations. Um, not comfortable with myself. Um, socially inept is the word that we used the other day, wasn't it? Challenged. Chal socially challenged. Um, I also think, have you ever done karaoke? Uh, yes, that's you quite like big karaoke. in Vietnam. I'm not good at singing, but uh, after a couple of drinks, not... yes, I do enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, but there's a difference in Asia. Mm -hmm. Generally, karaoke is you get a group of friends together in a room yeah. and we're singing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but in the UK, the US, when you do karaoke, it's you're on stage mm -hmm. in a pub or a restaurant, whatever, whatever it is, singing to the masses. Yeah. I personally would prefer to be on stage in front of everyone what? rather than just singing in front of you guys. Why? I don't know, but it's a similar thing. Are you good thing. at singing? So, but the point for those, is, for those who are not watching, I'm yeah. shaking my head <laughs> in the in the right way. Um, but also in a one-on-one -on -one situation, so this there's very there's all the contact. It's all about this mm. in a, a crowd environment. 
it's all about the individual as opposed to necessarily the engagement from the crowd. That would be my take. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, from a psychological, I, I'm very comfortable being on my own. I'm very comfortable in my own time, although I'm very lonely, but I'm very, I'm comfortable being lonely. Okay. Um, why do I, I find awkward. I don't like one-on-one. I get very nervous. I get very frightened. So meeting you last week was a, was an effort. I find, wow. I find it really difficult. Don't say that personally. <laughs> I, I feel I should just jump no, in. No, I feel honoured yeah. that you, you did that effort. Um, and so I don't know. I, I can't, you know, that's really weird. I'd like to psychoanalyze myself. Or maybe I need to. Have you ever been podcast. hypnotized? Yes. Really? Yes. How was I mean, it? Uh, did it work? Yeah. No, because I was acceptable. What's the word? If you meow like a cat now, it changes it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I knew that it is not real, but ba- okay. So basically, it is a psychological thing, and people that want to be hypnotized will be hypnotized. So they want to be hypnotized. They want to. So the one I did was a, 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 like a, a the comedy hypnotist show right. that was at my university, and I knew that if I got hypnotized, then I'm going to be up on stage, and I'm going to have that line. I then once again, I step forward into that that role of limelight. And I guess that's what I like, is being, mm. you know, that center of attention, that mm-hmm. that person that everyone's watching. You know, I feel I get a buzz from that. And mm. so with a hypnotizer, I knew what I was doing the whole time. So there was one point where they said at a certain point, if I heard music, I think it was the Terminator music, I would come out like the Terminator with a whisk and pretend I was attacking people. <laughs> I knew exactly that I had a whisk in my hand and I was just walking around. And I knew what was going on, I knew everything was going on. You didn't feel like you were acting? I felt that I was I was doing I was following a role, so yeah, I guess I was acting. Yeah. But also, but also you, you want to in that I wanted to, you want to do it. I wanted to do it because I wanted to feel that maybe the inhibitions weren't there because I, I was using the hypnotist as an excuse for doing it. But then again, I didn't need an excuse to get up on stage and be an idiot. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's where the reason I studied what I studied was so I could go and do entertainment in the evening rather than teaching during the daytime. It was more the evening entertainment. That what I wanted to do. That was where I got the bus. So yeah, the one-on-one situation, I don't know, I've always, so yeah, that's why I've really never succeeded in interviews and I'm just rubbish at it. And now you have a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know. Interviewing people. The different thing is, is, if you've noticed, Russell's kind of led the whole interview. Has he? Have I? I think so. I don't know. Well, you've asked the intelligent questions. All I've done is made jokes about stuff. Oh yeah, you keep diverging. Well, that's what I do. That's what he does. Mm. He's very good at that. My brain doesn't, um, my problem is I have a two second memory, <laughs> if that. I forget things and then other things move into my brain and my brain is, it's, it's, it's constant, like it's- You feel like it's constantly flipping channels. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't That's concentrate on it. And, it. and it's funny if, if, God, I feel I'm really being psychoanalyzed. Both of you are staring at me, I'm It's like, God, I don't know, I don't know this. Um, this worked out really well. <laughs> I forget things very quickly. If I don't do something straight away, I forget to do it. Um, it just. Pronaskin. Yes. Procrastination? Word. Yeah, I Thank do you. a lot of that, which, and I've checked myself and I don't have it. Um, that was a good, come on, I'm lining these jokes up and they're brilliant. Um, it was a joke on prostate check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most people do miss my jokes. Um, where was I? So, yeah, I, I just. Um, do you meditate? No, because my brain doesn't switch off. Well, apparently. Medicate, yes. <laughs> I do meditate. That doesn't work either. Oh, what's that? Oh, you've had a Anna's just had a coffee delivered with love. Someone's flirting with you. Apparently. Check you Someone out. Someone wants <laughs> to kiss you. Someone wants to kiss 
they overheard the cowboy boots remark. I think they were, mm. yeah. Um, go on. I've got boots too. Oh, if you meditate, apparently it helps your mind be able to just get rid of all of those um, just voices and the clicking of the channels, and it helps you stay on track and have a better memory and better focus. Russell just had his coffee delivered. He didn't get a love. What is that? Oh, it's just all right. You want sugar? What, what? Oh, no, I'm good. Sweet enough. <laughs> so, sorry, we just, um, that's another change of batteries. I've got to sort this battery stuff out. Where were we? What were we talking about before? Um, I was trying to get you to meditate. Oh yes, yeah, so meditation. I don't know. I I've done a couple of self podcast listening things about breathing, exercise, and meditation. I just I just don't follow through with it. I just can't. My brain just doesn't switch off ever. It's con- and I, do you know what I worry about? And it's, 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 I was listening to a, a podcast this morning, which was trying to. Uh, an American football player went through stuff and he changes brand. And he meditates and he goes, with, I just don't switch off. I can't switch off. It just it that doesn't happen. That sounds exhausting. It really is. Exhausting. I'm tired all the time. You should try spending more time with it. <laughs> but I guess that's why I don't go out. So, well, two questions. Who's your football team? I don't have one. I guess I'm supposed to say the Cowboys. You're supposed, you absolutely are supposed to say the Cowboys. <laughs> Second question. You didn't ask me that question. Because I know who they are. Oh. So, next question. Yes. Um, in terms of the whole sort of meditation... Are we, are we off me now? Yeah. No, no, we're very much on you. Oh, good. In terms of meditation and trying to get you to switch off. Yes. So part of the... Or a method, if you like, it's not so much you've got to shut your brain down and, and not think of stuff. It's more about just allowing yourself to think about it, but it's more just allowing it to flow and not trying mm. to control it. Not trying... I need to switch off. I need to stop thinking about it. Just allow your mind to do it, but not hold on to the thought. Ah. I um I worry about everything. I worry. I it, I get concerned. I get so if, if I get an email from a client that says you know I want I get upset straight away. You know anything. Why? Like I don't. I've been you're, Russell. Tell you I've been. I've walked around the the dam. I've phoned him up. So I need to go for a dog walk. I'll be in tears just crying because I've just I'm just so overwhelmed with everything that's going on because I don't know what I I, I don't know I don't know what the answer is. Maybe I do need to have help. I went to see a psycho once. My dad sent me to one. That's not a bad, that's a bad sign, isn't it? When your dad sends you to a psycho. psycho. Did he say, just to clarify, a psychiatrist or a psycho? Oh, yeah, I said psycho, didn't I? Because uh, there's, as I understand it, a marginal difference. Marginal. Marginal. I think it was a psychiatrist. Anyway, I didn't last very long because I just, yeah, it was like one-on-one situation. I felt really, maybe that's where it all comes from. Can I ma- felt to be fair, Can you imagine how bad a psychiatrist feels now? You know what, maybe you need a personal assistant who can help you stay on track and so when you get these emails from clients you don't feel overwhelmed because you have someone who's going to help you manage it. Uh, and they will need a psychiatrist. <laughs> the issue I have there, and this is where the other issue there, I am just, I am messed up. The other issue there is my trust, is, trust issues. Oh. I, I have major trust issues, the same as the, the lab cross from last week, he's got trust issues. Yes. Um, it's, what, a dog. it's a dog. Ah, okay. I don't trust anybody, I don't... What about Russell? Definitely not me. <laughs> That's interesting. The last, the, well, the last time you trusted me, you ended up getting strapped to me for 17 hours. I should probably oh, yeah, explain we'll that. Back to, get, get, <laughs> get off my psychoanalyze. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get back to charity stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so the last time I did trust, when Russ and I first really got together. Would you like to set a Guinness World Record? Yeah. Stand up. Uh, no, no. Just, just, just want to see how tall you are. It's, it's Why is it a... World record? Height. He just wanted a cuddle. Is this his way of doing a hug? Is it a hug time? Yeah. It is now. No, so, this would work. So basically, what? let me tell you the story. So Russell phoned me up one day about <laughs> 10 years ago 
six, seven, eight years ago and said, um, do you want to come and have a coffee? And we went to Starbucks, other coffee shops are available. Black Canyon Central, third floor. Oh, was it Black Canyon it Central? Black Canyon, I remember it vividly. Ah. Okay, and then that um, basically said, do you want to do a world record? And I said, yeah, all right. Because December 2011. That's when it was. So Russ and I tried to break the world record for three-legged walk in 24 hours. Oh. The record was 100 kilometers. Wow. Right? 24 hours, walking together, strapped together. I was probably the fittest I'd ever had because I was training proper at that time, uh-huh. doing lots of boot camp stuff. We tried, and we got to seventy kilometers. Seventy kilometers, fifteen hours. And then what happened? Hours. Seventy hours. Um, my feet um, fell off. You won't notice it, but these are fake feet. Oh, they look really real. <laughs> there they are. Uh, they're very good. They're worn in. Um, my the blisters on both my feet were. Well, my feet were blister. One big blister. So the whole bottom of the foot was a big blister, and the blister was coming up through the between my toes. It was actually it was rising up out of its own little thing. And um, That's because, a nice image. because of that, then that affected how I walked. Then affected how he walked. So we were strapped together. But then they decided to put you know the second skin. Yeah, well, I, 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 I like okay. later. I did that come later. Yeah, that, that was a okay. good treatment afterwards. But basically, well, no, that I still tried to walk with that second skin. So yeah. we had this thing called second skin, which is is a sheet of sticky plastic that you put over a blister um, and it stops the rubbing so mm. it kind of it's called second skin and it stays forever it's like really really strong it's like super glue stuff so they had some of that they stuck it on my blister but the second skin wasn't big enough to cut it was probably honestly the second skin was about as big as my phone and mm. they stuck that on the bottom of my foot but it wasn't big enough to cover the whole blister so all it did was it kept doing that so um i was just i just had my daughter at the time and obviously that it was going really well in my relationship. Went back to the house that day after failing the, the thing. So we were both really miserable, we hadn't slept. Upset we both failed the, the challenge. Mm. Went back to the house and I couldn't walk. I couldn't physically walk. So my ex-wife went freaking ballistic at me, crazy at me, took me down to hospital. And the worst pain I've ever had in my life was when they tried to take off this, because they, they said they had to take off the second skin off the blister. So they physically, there was no way to do it apart from just rip it off. I was biting down on the pillow so hard. There was so you lost like out. all the skin on the bottom of your foot. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's his fault. It's my fault. Yeah, I would that. love to do the three-legged dress. Excellent, brilliant. <laughs> but that, that is for ch- we did that for charity. We did that for charity. That goes back to your charity yeah, that's, stuff. That's what it was for. But did you raise money? Yeah. 100 grand? I think it was. Really? So, well, it was... Tybot. Yeah. Yeah, all right. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Still quite good money. We weren't knocking doors in, you know, oil rich Dallas or anything. So. <laughs> we <laughs> sorry. We did little envelopes. Yeah. Give us a couple of quid. But we raised a few, yeah, it was about 100. It was about 100, 100 grand. For what we did. And the idea was the next day we arranged a family fun day at Laguna. So our original idea was to walk for 24 hours and walk into the, the fun day, which we, we kiboshed oh. that. We just were going to drive there. But we went the next day. But we finished at like three or four in the morning, and that was. It was, oh, it was no, it was early. It was the sun was just coming up. It was we, we wow. Well, that was the thing. We stopped just before sunrise, and I, I always thought if we'd lasted a bit longer, we might have been alright. But um, yeah. Uh, what charity was that for? Well, it was Puka Animal Welfare Society. Oh. Yeah. We've done a lot of work for charity. We've done lots of charity. Yeah, we've done a lot. I, I mean, did. We, I we, heard about your Muay Thai fight for Puka. That's been good. Horrible. Chance. I might be doing it next year. Really. In Next March. year or this year? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it again in March this yeah, year. I was talking to Amy about it. Oh, well, Amy wonderful. Me, Will you do it or not? I'm 
Right. Well, if you're doing it, then I have to be involved somehow. But I'm not fighting. But I'm very happy to oh, ring you'll be in my corner. Oh, I'll be in your corner. Perfect. I'll, I'll be Mickey. He dies. Fucking three, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Bugger. <laughs> Too um, late. Yeah, we've done. What have we done? We, oh, I did Black Tie Muay Thai, which I, I think I, I spent more time arranging my walk-in to that event, as in my entrance oh, yeah. to, the, to the, the actual ring, the natural fighting. Um, we've done pause. I've DJed at pretty much every single yeah. Melbourne Cup and every MC'd single MC. Yeah. yeah, so we've both done a lot of charity work, but obviously not as much as you, Anna, <laughs> and not what you do. You're like the Bill Gates of charity, because he's a big charity dude. dude isn't yeah. See, yeah, I actually did some research last night. And there's over like 1.2 million charities around the world. That yeah. was in 2010, so there must be a lot more now. Yeah. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are the two biggest um, donators. Mm-hmm. To, but I think that must be financially. Right. Because I'm not sure that Warren Buffett is there at the hard end of stuff. No, it's just you know, No, but you need both aspects of it. And See, you need people like you good. guys as well. Why? It, really, it takes a village, you know? We need the donators. Media. We need the people willing to put in the legwork and not get paid very much money or, in some cases, no money at all. And we need the people who want to contribute skills or participation in events. We need all of that. Sure. Yeah. The, the thing for me, when you've got people... I mean, I... I totally support and appreciate people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett saying there is a hundred million dollars, just go do, just go do, and not having any involvement other than there's a check, go spend it. Well, so do, I don't know, they, can they we say that? A, we don't know. Yeah, they might have involvement. He does fly somewhere sometimes with his wife, doesn't he? And do, yeah, they do Bill go and Melinda Gates. Money to the and that's all fine. A lot of malaria really. I don't mind if they get involved or not, that's not, not the point. I'm quite happy with them just to say there's money, go do. That's mm. great. The other end of the, the scale is they've got the money to be able to do that. I've got billions in the bank. I can mm-hmm. send five million, a hundred million here. It doesn't affect me mm-hmm. in the fucking side. Do they get a tax break? Again, take that aside. The other end of the scale is where does most of the money? Side isn't he the Syrian dictator? That's a side. Where does most of the money? Is that your favourite regime? Yeah, it's a good one. Most of the targeting for any charity comes at the lower end targeting people like us to say you know can you give a pound or a dollar a week a month mm. whatever it is to try and raise funds out but what i would like to know is what's the split so if, okay gates and buffett we know about because it's very prominent that they give a lot of money to charity but charity a, stop saying charity charity but they mm. have the money so how how big were they in donating to charity and supporting charities way at the beginning before Microsoft went boom. Well, who knows what he did at university. He might have, you know, raised some money at university, went and sold some Girl Scout cookies. I don't know. Girl Scouts? Might have done. Um, what's your feeling about people that do running marathons or running or cycling? St- no, no, we'll leave the cycling one off because I know that... What's your feelings about... What's cycling? No, because I... The, 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 no, there is the, the bike. The, there's a bike for kids. Which is different from ride what I'm about. Kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Kids. Um, what's your feelings on like our mate that's going to do the London Marathon and just people want to sponsor him for running the London Marathon? What do you mean? What are my thoughts? Well, would you think that's should you people give money to people that want to run for marathon? I don't want to give someone ten whatever dollars to go and run a marathon. So if you want to run a marathon, go and run a marathon. I think what don't it is it is charity. people. It is so difficult to get people to give money. Whether they're rich or middle class, it is really hard for people to give money. And people don't like to just hand over money. Yeah. They want it to be about something. something So I think that's where the sponsorship comes in, is they just want, even though the money's going in the same place as if they just handed it over, they just feel maybe a a bit more involvement. 
Yeah. See, I don't give money to charity. Good. <laughs> right? And I'm, that's not me. But I will. I do stuff for charity. Right. I would rather yeah. do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I'm a tightwad. I hate spending money on anything and I don't have much money. So I would rather do stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we've emceed and DJed yeah. and always done it free. So I always get frustrated, especially with some of the charity events. And this is from coming from Jay. It's not mentioning anyone else's names. I don't like it when there's charity events when I know that some of the money is going to the people that are putting on the event. Now, that's not the charity, that's, re- that's the... Oh, the restaurant. The restaurant the or the hotel, the venue, ah. you know. When they're taking money and they say, oh, we'll just cover our costs, it's like, no, you're not covering your costs. You're taking money away. Surely mm. if you're giving something for charity, it should be, I'm that's giving sure. it yeah, for charity. Sure, that, that's an ideal world. But yeah, we don't yeah. live in an ideal world. Well, people need it. to make money. They, there needs to be a mutual beneficial relationship. And so when we're organizing events with venues, yeah. like, of course, we want to think about how they benefit. You know, what marketing can we give them? If we're getting money off of ticket sales, can they get money from beverage sales? You know, we always try to think about so there's a win-win for both. So what, yeah. so what you're trying to put together is making sure that everyone wins, wins. The charity wins, the venue wins, the people participating win. Yeah. So that means the next charity event, I'm putting my fees up. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but I've stopped but, DJing now. And I don't get asked them. Do you still get asked or not? A couple of times, yeah. Oh, <laughs> stop being asked to do events. Hmm, uh, I I can tell you why. Because <laughs> my brain doesn't think. I, mean, I, don't, I, I enjoy the MCM. I enjoy doing the roles. I don't care if you're getting paid for I mean, weddings is, is one thing. Do you enjoy doing the, um, the, the auctions? Uh, yes and no, but that ties into, in, like, okay, you've not been here for very long, but the whole, the, the concept of uh, fundraising events in Phuket has changed mm. over the last <laughs> 15 years. Like, back in the day when, when I was in and we were doing, like, the Ascot night. Oh. Um, so we did a, a Royal, Royal Ascot um, event, so mm. everyone sort of came dressed in, uh, do you know Ladies Day at Ascot, and everyone sort of dressed up all mm-hmm. dressed in glam. Like the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, mm. yeah thank There you, you go. So I'll, tra- I'll translate for you. Thank you, yeah, Ladies Day. All bits and all glam. We had, I had two racehorses in a small little paddock at the front. We had big screens, we had some horse racing gambling going on. It was mental. And back in those days, it was a case of there was our event for balls. There was Phuket's, not Phuket's, it was International Women's Club. There was the Life Home Foundation. There were three or four big events mm-hmm. that people would go to, and they would spend big money on hotel stays. Well, no, you're prizes. right. There was the yeah. It was like the rest. It was like I'm a wrestling fan, so it was like the big four of charity events. Yeah, so you yeah, had yeah. the WrestleMania, you had Royal Rumble, you had SummerSlam, and you had Survivor Series. Which is exactly what you were thinking. Mm. Just nod your head. <laughs> so they were the big. So you only yeah. had four massive charity events a year in Phuket mm. and now it's well, like every month well, every week well yes and no it, it went through a phase when it really was every two or three weeks mm-hmm. summer charity event was and it was always the same thing 2,500 baht buffet mm-hmm. half a lot line whatever it was it right and you're asking the same people on a small run for the yeah. same money we have heard that complaint before hotels, yeah and it just gets saturated <laughs> but here's the thing from the charity perspective, we have businesses constantly coming to it, not constantly, but coming to us wanting to throw an event for us because they get publicity, sure. they get an audience, and maybe because they're charitable. Um, so we're always getting these offers to have fundraising events. Mm-hmm. And because we are charity and we don't... You can't afford to say no. We cannot afford to say no, so... <laughs> um, listen, we are probably gone too far 
okay. for everything. And we, um, thank you. Mm, yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. It, thanks it, for coming it's good to get your perspective, and I'm, I'm glad that it was kind of a, a discussion like this rather than just what do you do and where do you work mm, and all right, that kind of, of stuff. So, uh, yeah, don't worry, we will make sure that. Um, and not only are you our first guest, yes, probably. The best one. Well, obviously, it goes without saying, but certainly the first armed guest. Armed? Armed. What does that mean? Carries a gun. I'll translate. Oh, armed. Yeah, Yeah, what did you say? (laughs) Armed. Russell doesn't know, he was kind of born in Hong Kong, grew up in born Singapore, in oh, apparently born in England, loosely, grew up in Hong Kong, Singapore, and then went back to England for a bit, he's all over the shop, yeah. you think I messed up? Hey, I spent two years in Texas, I mean, exactly. that's what did it, that's two things that come from Texas, what are they? Queers and steers, a full metal jacket, great, you've not seen it? No. no. Oh, what is your major malfunction, numb nuts? You've got to go, that is a great line from that movie. Oh. No? Wasted. Okay. Uh, Steve, Austin. Steve Austin comes from Texas. He does indeed. Willie uh, Nelson. Willie Nelson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, does he actually? I don't know. Might be Tennessee. I, I feel like it's Texas. Okay. I want to say uh, Texas. Undertaker. Anyone from Texas? Uh, Shawn Michaels, Texas. Matthew McConaughey. Sandra Bullock. Is he? Matthew yeah. McConaughey, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandra Bullock lived in Austin for a while, but she has since moved. She had a house on uh, Lake Travis. Lake Travis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done now. I don't know what you're talking about. Austin's a very good Texas. Cool city. Never been to Texas. Have right. you been to San Marcos? Oh, yes. Carry on in San Marcos. Have you floated um, the river? No. Oh, you have to float the river. Gotta float the river. You get inner tubes, you get a speaker, you get a cooler of beer. Oh, so it's like a spring, spring, yeah. summer, spring, spring break type thing. Not no, really. Just, uh, like you can, like families do it on a Sunday. You know, it can be relaxed, or you can get a big group of friends. And sounds good. Party. Sounds good. We, we should plan that for the next. Let's go to Texas. Done. Right on that note, next we're going to Texas. In Texas. <laughs> Anna Rose, thank, thank you. you very much. Russell, distance, Russell. Thank you very much. Still sitting down. I know she's still here. I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought she would have gone a long time ago. I said she rose. <laughs> Oh, sorry, he was making a joke about that. <laughs> sorry, good night. Uh, On that note. Thank you, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs>